Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. do a much better Arnold than I do. Oh my god, I can't do that. You're, that's like Robert Smigel level. <laughs> Get down! Get down! It's not the Duma! <laughs> put, the, put the cookie down! <laughs> that's alright. We gotta be creeping up on Christmas time by now. That's my uh, oh, yeah. jingle, jingle all the way, way jingle reference. All the way. Yes. Put the cookie down! <laughs> that's my cookie! <laughs> Oh, I, I spent way too many hours watching Schwarzenegger films. I mean, are they who called? Hasn't no, they're though. not films. Anything Schwarzenegger's in is a flick. It's a spectacle, <laughs> is what it is. It's a straight up spectacle. Okay, so yeah, we're back. Hello, everyone. Hello, <laughs> it's Kevin we're and Eric. Jumping right into it. <laughs> we're back to talk more about uh, Face Off. Were you like a big Cage guy or a big Travolta guy back in the day? After Pulp Fiction, I was a massive uh, Travolta guy. Okay. Yeah, I'd always liked Nick Cage, but I I guess at that period, I was much more of a Travolta guy. He was, yeah, they they were probably both like similarly big stars at this moment in time. At this point, yeah. Like it was sort of like stars aligning at this point. I mean, there was a reason why they were cast for Face Off. What's weird is that neither one of them, like in hindsight, is, I mean, I guess I would say Cage is the better actor. Yeah. Although he also just gets real weird sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. So you yeah. can argue, you know, that it's just he takes everything and then every once in a while it hits. Travolta's like comes off more campy, I think, in hindsight. But man, he was sure a big deal at this moment he in time. He really, really was. I mean, yeah. I remember seeing Phenomenon in theaters and being somewhat confused because the hype leading up to yeah. that movie was huge. And then this is the point where I was actually starting to understand movies. Okay. And I'm watching this going, this actually... Isn't uh, is very good. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good though. Yeah. 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 So, Where, but yeah, at the time I was a much bigger Travolta fan. Cage was on a nice run of picking good projects, I think, yeah. to be part of. But for whatever reason, after I feel like after he got his Oscar, he decided I want to be like the action guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do The Rock. I'm gonna do Con Air and then Face Off face and then off. Gone in sixty seconds oh, and he yeah, was like right. he was just cranking out action movie after action movie and it's like I don't really feel like that's what you're best suited for though yeah and he really tried to make it work for a while and I mean like some people I mean I I love Face Off I like it way more than Con Air but I, there like, are some I think The Rock is better really yeah. okay I like The Rock better than than either the other of the yeah. big like the big three yeah but I definitely think yeah Con Air is an amazing like campy bad movie 
John Malkovich is the main villain. I mean, come on, forget about it. Yeah. Steve Buscemi a is a serial cast. killer. The oh, cast yeah. was like loaded Oof. for that movie. Wow. Similar to this one. It was like yeah. a, a, a great cast. Every but, every character actor you could find, right? I yeah. Mean, uh, who? Uh, Danny Trejo was in it, that's right? That's right. He was in that. Yeah. Oh, it was like God. loaded with awesome, yeah. like, holy moly, hard guys, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah. but yeah, you're right. I think this is a, but technically, superior movie and like better you know better plot yeah better yeah. made yeah and, but anyway um yeah I, of of nick cage's era of action cinema i this I, I i'm gonna have to say that this was my favorite really you yeah. like it over the rock i like okay. it over the rock actually yeah i mean i i love ed harris i love sean connery but if someone's like pick the rock or face off, I just because face off, I legitimately like and also ironically like simultaneously. <laughs> That's a rare combo. Yeah, it is a yeah. rare combo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I, I'll try to run us up to the plot yes. where we are. So it gets harder with every episode. Yeah. The broadest strokes are that uh, Caster Troy is an evil terrorist and Sean Archer as is a good like crusading FBI agent. And uh, Castor killed Archer's son accidentally, but killed him nevertheless. Nonetheless, some yes. years late, some years ago, and they've been like sort of playing this cat and mouse game over the years, and they've now captured Castor. They switched faces through like a space age and futuristic sort of uh, surgical procedure in order for. Archer to pose as Castor and try to like defuse a bomb. But the plan sort of backfired because Castor then woke up and he assumed Archer's identity in his, in his house, smoking cigs with his daughter and her panties <laughs> and We're, like and boning a, and his wife. It was a seminal moment for you because you realized you were an ass man. I then. realized I was an ass man yeah. when I saw Dominique Swain's ass. Shout out Dominique. <laughs> She's out there listening to the podcast for sure. Definitely. She's like looking high and low for face off <laughs> podcasts. He's dicking down dude's wife, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that is technically like a sexual assault. She's I mean, not it was, giving like fully informed consent. No, it wasn't. It was definitely not informed consent. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. So, wow. Oof. Um, and Archer was trapped in prison, but he's escaped now. Yeah. And he's sort of trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of this conundrum <laughs> that I'm in. <laughs> that's an under, a conundrum is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. And that's sort of where we're at. Yeah, it is. And they, they need to swap identities back and Castor needs to get captured or killed. Yes, exactly. And interestingly, at this point, because the the bomb MacGuffin has been resolved. Yeah, right now we're just, the only thing left to resolve is got to get my life back. Yeah, and it's, and it's they both do. They, they have the same core motivation that they both want to get their lives back and kill the other one in the process. Mm-hmm. And so... Now their character motivations have come into parallel. Yeah. And so we move into the third act. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and, and with an hour this left in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we've just started the third act. And it opens in Diedrich's industrial loft, which, believe it or not, we have not seen Diedrich since, like, when he was being interrogated at the very beginning of the movie. He's one of the more intriguing characters in is. the movie. Yeah. He's saying to someone on the phone, 
this shit's so good it's gonna make your dick hard. <laughs> and I don't, we don't even know what he's talking he's about. Like, Are you just talking about Viagra? Because it's not revolutionary anymore. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so he shows up like leaning against the wall, and Diedrich is absolutely over the moon to see. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is which is a little bit weird given his relationship with his sister and everything. Right. The, I don't think we we haven't gotten to this point in the plot yet. I don't think. Dietrich knows who the dad of... Oh, I think you're right. I don't think anybody knows who the dad of Gina Gershon's kid is. So you're right. So we're jumping ahead. So there's no reason for him not to like Castro Troy. They have this weird exchange where they're very chummy. Yeah. And I love the moment where Archer's like, you drug dealer? (laughs) (laughs) Because it works. It sounds like he's very friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Calling like a term of endearment. But I think he's also just like... (laughs) Archer can't believe he's talking to this man right now. He's right. like, you drug dealer? <laughs> Again, and there's all these moments throughout the course of the movie, and they're usually with Travolta, uh-huh. who I think like does a better job of, of, of personifying both of the characters. Right. But in this moment, though, Nick Cage actually like sells himself as Sean Archer. Uh-huh. Right? Like, legitimately surprised that he is Archer but also embodying that person. I'm hanging thing. out with all these bad guys that I right. fucking can't stand. Exactly. Uh, dude, also, that fucking Cassavetes is a giant. Yeah, he is so big. He made him. He made Nick Cage look real tiny. And, Nick- and I'm like, is Nick Cage tiny? No. I don't know. I looked up. The internet says, dude, 6'6". Six, six. Nick Cage? No, no, no. Oh, the, uh, the oh, Cassavetes, Cassavetes is 6'6". Oh, six, yeah, I six. buy it. Yo, I totally buy it. Was it just me, or did he have two different colored eyes? Yeah, he did. He did have two is colored it, is that eyes. Like, I don't know if there was a contact uh, lens like, okay. or, or like if it, was, it might have been a John Wooism. We call it heterochromia. Oh, oh, it's, we we've got two a different colored eyes. On the podcast that was, uh, David Bowie was had two he different colored eyes. He did have heterochromia. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, cool. anyway, okay. So uh, Diedrich is very happy to see Caster, and all of a sudden we meet a bunch of new characters who we have not seen to this point. In There's the like movie. a goon party. This going is a, on. It is a straight up goon party. Uh, and- Marvin Nash was there from, from Reservoir Dogs. He was the one familiar face. Yeah. It's Mar- Marvin Nash. <laughs> so, so everybody's happy to see him. And the box of goodies shows up again. Right. It's a, but it's another. It's a different box of goodies. And there's some similar stuff. A much larger box. It's way wider. Yeah. And so it's like, does he just have. So he has another set of gold 45s. Yep. A new set. And, and he has another gold dragon money clip. Yeah, and but the, we don't load it do with cash. It, but we don't do anything with it, right? Yeah. Like we see it, and then he gets the little blue pill. Does he keep a? Well, not that little blue pill. <laughs> but no, does he keep the? Does he keep one of these boxes at every place that he like spends time? That's what I imagine. Like he just like he puts a box at every single like little one. I of need his my pills. <laughs> And yeah, did, I don't remember. Does he have like a bunch of like pre-rolled joints in this oh, yeah. one? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. The where's I wonder where his other two goons are. We haven't at seen part, them in a while. Yeah, should they, they be hanging out at the goon would, party? Yeah, you would think like, they didn't get what, invited. I guess they're not like high enough up on the totem pole. I think <laughs> I think Gaster's probably still angry that they let Pollux buy the plane in his name, which led to the FBI getting there. So he's still giving him the silent treatment right now. They'll turn, they'll turn up soon enough. They do but... turn up eventually. <laughs> but right now, at least, they have not been invited to this goon party. And so, very quickly, they grab one of the like capsules of drugs. Uh-huh. And I guess it's just like a sniffer of water. 
Yeah, it, it's it, it seemed like this, or it's, maybe it's vodka. Unless or it was gin. something clear, but yeah, yeah, it seemed like just water, and he like he he doses the and water. He like, yeah, doses the water. But I don't think that Archer saw him do it. Did you get the impression that he knew he was taking drugs? I or? thought that they did. I thought that he did. I thought okay. that he, like he made the choice. Like, well, I gotta do this. Like, I'm in. You're this. undercover. Or yeah, whatever. I'm undercover. I don't have a choice. And so they drink it. And I mean, if you've ever done drugs by consuming them, it takes a while for it to start. Yeah, this was instantaneous. Instantaneously, <laughs> like <laughs> the, he no sooner has he swallowed this water or this like drug laced water or gin or vodka or whatever yeah, yeah. tequila. Then he's tripping, like instant trip. Right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I want some of whatever it is <laughs> that was in these blue cap, cap, capsules. So, um, while they're starting to trip, Dietrich asks uh, Caster, "What do you want?" He's like, "I need your help killing quote unquote Archer," and he impresses them. He's like, "Well, how are we going to do that? I'm sure his house is under all sorts of armed security." Blah blah right. blah blah. blah. He's like, well, I know the passcode, the security code of their house. It's whatever. Something, the son's something, something birthday. 86. And it's his yeah. dead son's birthday, right? And they're all incredibly impressed by this, which is weirdly morbid, but okay. They ask him, like, how do you know the passcode to his house? Yeah. And Archer goes, I'm sleeping with his wife. And all the goons think this is the best thing ever. They're like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so high. They're so high at this point. Like, I noticed in this scene, Archer's like just sitting there holding a loaded gun with like his <laughs> finger on the trigger. On the trigger, <laughs> pointing it around. Yeah, amazing. Just a great, like, sort of everybody's getting a high moment. And um, this is where we get to the point in every classic action movie oh, yeah. where they find a way to work the title of the movie into the dialogue. Uh-huh. Dietrich asks Archer, what do you want? And he goes, I want to take his face off. <laughs> he does this great, it's very memorable because he yeah. does this thing with the hand or he's yeah. like pulling it's the face like, off. And it's just like, it's so, it's so, it's almost like ballet, right? Like his, and take his face off. Right. And yes. I don't know if you know this, the rule of the podcast. Oh, okay. That, Whenever a character in the movie says the title of the movie, like the the general rule is if you want to walk out on the movie, this is your moment. Like, okay, that's a bridge too far. I'm walking out. I, I don't think it, it happens in this movie because this movie's rad as oh, fuck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're not yeah. walking out on this one. But yes, typically that's that's too much. You've gone too far. When we hear the title said within the movie, that's yes. your that's your green light. That's a movie rule that comes from okay. John by way of like a friend of his from All way right. back or something. So okay, well I am I'm no, choosing you, you not know. to walk out. I'm choosing yeah, yeah, not to walk yeah. out of this movie. I'm bought in at this point. So Archer full on starts to trip, and at this point he excuses himself with the line. I need to go to the little boy's wee-wee room. <laughs> yes. I have never heard anybody say in my entire life. Suffice it to say, Archer says it. Uh-huh. Dietrich seems completely confused. He's like saying to him as he's walking, you're going to take his face off? Oh, that's right. He says he's it. like, off. <laughs> he's like, lips, ears, eyes, off. He's like, he's like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Which 
weirdly is the most <laughs> Caster Troy thing he does says yeah, in the movie. The drugs are working. Right. It makes him the most Caster Troy. And that's in when this movie. Uh, Dietrich's like, no more no drugs, drugs for, for that man. <laughs> Which is like maybe a top line of the movie. Yeah, oh my god. He has no like the best line. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is really good. So anyway, yeah, that's right. Adamant. Like the face is coming off. I don't care <laughs> about what happens to the rest of him. No, you mean literally? And he's like, oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, literally. It's, 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 off. it's off. <laughs> <laughs> so no more drugs for this man. So Archer's in the bathroom and he splashes water is in his face. And he's still got one of the golden pistols. And this is another one of those great moments where he kind of forgets that he, what his situation yeah. is. Right. And this is actually a moment where Nick Cage kind of shines. Absolutely. And he like he's like has this realization like, oh, fuck, I'm looking at Caster in the mirror and he almost shoots the mirror. Uh-huh. Right. But it's, it's actually a, a kind of a good like self acting moment. But. Anyway, while this is happening, I don't know, Nick Cage, his, again, you've mentioned this already over the course of this yeah. movie. There are so many memeable gif moments in this movie, <laughs> and the look that he gives in the mirror while this is happening is absolutely impeccable. It's another like gif huge, moment. huge, weird smile. Oh, my God. Like, he's, like, admiring the the face or he can't believe that he's seeing the face in the, the mirror teeth and, and the, the whites of the eyes and all of it it's just anyway before anything I, also th- I think Nick's definitely had like new teeth since this movie you think so his teeth were like sort of smoker's teeth yeah a I feel like yellow. in this movie now I feel like he's got these weird like off-puttingly <laughs> white <laughs> like pearly they perfectly capped pearly white yeah, you know yeah, now yeah. that he's got but anyway <laughs> no i totally believe it i mean he, the, he is like one of the most vain human beings i'm sure he was a big smoker in this, oh, in oh, this day there's no sure. way he wasn't right but before anything crazier can happen sasha walks in and she's like oh my god i thought you were dead <laughs> he goes i'm not dead I'm me. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and she smacks said, the shit smacks out of him. him in the face. And he's done. He is absolutely done, as only Gina Gershon could do. <laughs> so, now, we've lost Archer for a moment, and we cut back to the Archer home, right? And Caster is talking on the phone, like just a house phone, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, just Why a regular, not? unsecured, <laughs> anybody could listen in house phone. Jamie could be upstairs, like, wanting to call her boyfriend. <laughs> But she's not. Anyway, they're she's out on a hot date. She's right on now. a hot date right now. Yeah. But they're talking through the plan. And they uh they, they're gonna use like again, like Pollux is having second thoughts about like, did are you sure you made the right choice rather uh-huh. than taking the ten million? He's like, No, listen to me. We are gonna take the FBI's might, like that I have garnered by defusing the bomb. Uh-huh. And we're gonna use the FBI to kill off all of our rivals. And corner the terrorism for higher markets. Right. Right. And then once we do that, we're going to find that douchebag Sean Archer. I'm going to get my fucking face back. And then we are going to rule the world together. Right. Except he killed the doctor who could (laughs) fix that. 
Look, right. This is a problem for future Caster Troy. <laughs> Present Caster Troy needs to focus on cornering the market on freelance I'm terrorism. Like, how does he does he know a doctor that he thinks could perform this surgery, which is no one else could ever do? And like, this is the thing that I've been thinking of like, since they burn Doctor Walsh to death. I'm like, yeah. okay, so who's gonna fix this now? For real? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then Caster takes this crazy pot shot at Pollux. He's like. Then I only have one jag off to take care of. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? What is the relationship Brutal. between these two people, right? Very I mean, it's antagonistic. Very, very toxic. <laughs> this is straight on, straight on codependent relationship. Classic case. Anyway, this is like, this is the part where it gets a little too real for me. Oh, shit. Yeah. A little bit, but it's like, it's also kind of hilarious how foreshadowing uh. in real life it is. <laughs> Jamie is dropped off, or her boyfriend. In his sports car. Yeah. Pulls up to the house. And who is her boyfriend? None other than Danny fucking Masterson. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh Danny Masterson, being Danny Masterson, attempts to rape Jamie. (laughs) Which is just unfucking real. Yeah, dude. That's dark. In 1997, (laughs) like, it is kind of woof. Yeah, I remember when I watched this again after the trial happened. Holy shit! It was like that's Danny Masterson. Oh my god, that's Danny Masterson. And <laughs> is he doing what I think he's doing? This is a life imitating art. Oof, man, it was crazy. Anyway, he's kind of a better husband than Sean Archer is. Yeah, and in this moment, he's actually kind of a better father. He's at least too. home, right? Exactly, he's home, and when he sees what's happening to Jamie. Even though he has no reason to care, uh-huh. he goes up and beats the shit out of Danny Masterson. And I can't, I can't tell if he's trying to be the protective father or if he's like trying to save her for himself. Be like, no, like I'm gonna fuck her later on <laughs> right. when it's I'm not, clear. not in her dad's body anymore because that's extra weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and Masterson was saying that weird shit about. Your dad's never around. <laughs> like, what is going on? That's very on the nose. <laughs> thing to say. Oh, Mr. Invisible's not here to help you. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it uh, was, bro, <laughs> dude. It was a confusing scene, both from a Caster Troy um, motivation standpoint, but also like. Has Danny Masterson just been raping women all along? And that's I mean, this the movie got like the ball him? rolling, right? Like, what if this awakens something in him? Anyway, whatever. That got a little dark. <laughs> so Danny Masterson is resolved. He's he gone. beats the shit out of him, and just he's like absolutely wrecks him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just makes him apologize, and anyway, so he's gone. It was like a two minute scene. He brings Jamie back inside and then immediately victim blames her. You're just like a slut. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever, basically. Right, exactly. What do you expect to have happen when you dress like that? And it's like, oh my God. But weirdly, they have this sort of bonding moment and they share a smoke together. Absolutely. And it's just like, it was, it is, this is a point where their relationship gets very strange to me. And he seems to have knowledge that he couldn't have. Yeah, he does. And uh, you I, haven't been the same since Mike died. Right. What? Like, what? How do you know that, bro? Yeah, exactly. Like how, and, and this goes back to again, that maybe it was all, that's where the writers would say, 
It was in the diary. (laughs) He read the diary. Everything he knows that he couldn't know was something he learned in the diary. I feel like that that could become like a jump the shark thing. Like if there's not an explainable plot, if there's a plot hole that can't be explained, it was in the diary. Absolutely. Yeah. It was always in the diary, which, yeah, okay. So the next thing he says is, at least are you using protection? And her immediate Uh response is like, are you talking about condoms? Is like, no. And he whips out a switch knife. Yeah. (laughs) Which, A, I love that condoms has come back in in the technical term for the second time in this movie, by the way. Yes. (laughs) No one ever refers to condoms by slang. It's always just actually what they are. (laughs) How comes that knife? Yeah, how comes the knife, though? (laughs) With, like, the serpentine blade. Absolutely. And he gives it to her... And then he explains in very explicit detail yeah. about what you're supposed to do. He drops his pants, you jab it into his thigh, you twist the knife, and then you get the fuck out of Dodge, which is like, that's weirdly prophetic. I wonder if that's going to pay <laughs> off at some point. Anyway, so in love with this new knife, Jamie leaves and heads up to uh, uh, her room, at which point Castor says that he's the father of the year. Yeah. And if we're only comparing him to actual Sean Archer, maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, he's it's like, possible. I, I gave her a knife and encouraged her smoking habit. <laughs> Beat up her ex-boyfriend who was trying <laughs> to rape her. I mean, there are worse fathers in the world. They really are. But anyway, so now we're back at Dietrich's off again, and Archer wakes up half naked. Yeah, with Sasha, just... who apparently hasn't seen him for years, whispering into his ear. And he calls her Eve, which <laughs> she is not a fan of. Women women tend not to like that. That's, that's, that's been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. she he snaps awake, points his gun at her, which is actually a pretty natural response. I think I so, thought. yeah. He's like, yeah. I think he doesn't know where he is and has forgotten that he's probably in Yeah, Castor's exactly. And then body. he sees his like longtime girlfriend... Anyway, he remembers who he is, and she <laughs> she does calm him down, and then immediately pulls his pants off. Yes, yeah, so he's like trying to stop her, and I'm like, dude, just never, never try to stop Gina Gershon from taking your no, pants no, no, off. No, no, no. If you're in this moment, <laughs> just go with it. Just with it. run you with do it. it. You have to do it. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know what? In like 20 minutes, you're going to realize that you were totally justified anyway. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he thinks she wants to bang, but unfortunately for him, she just wants him to put on some clean clothes and get the fuck out of Dodge. Right. So he says, though, no, I'm not going anywhere. And then she says that there's no way that she's sleeping with him. It's just not happening. Yeah, yeah. And immediately jumps on him. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not even the first time that someone says, I'm not going to do something, and then immediately does it. But, like, this is a particularly poignant moment. Because cut to the building across the street, and for reasons that I don't fully understand how he got there, Pollux is watching them about to get the nasty on with yeah. a pair of binoculars from across so the weird. street. So weird. <laughs> Pollux, I don't know what his, like, this is his lifestyle. He, but even when he knows that it's not his actual brother, he loves being his brother's cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. I tell why. Yeah, that's creepy yeah. as fuck. Anyway, creepy. so Pollux calls Caster and says, "Hey, there he is, like in the loft, about to get it on with his ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend, right? I don't know. Yeah. 
even though like Sasha hasn't seen Castor in years, Castor still has a sense of propriety about her. Right. And is super pissed off about it. He's like, this. oh, Archer seems like he's beginning to enjoy being yes. you. Oh, this is not accepted. It was fine when he was crying, but when yeah. he's actually getting some, now we've crossed the line. I think this is an angle I feel like they were trying to push in the movie where like it never really worked for me. Yeah. That Archer's going to fall in love with being Castor. Yes. And maybe he'll abandon his family to yes. be a... I'm like, I, you've established him as being too, way too much of like a straight arrow or whatever. There was no He's point, never going to do that. There was no point at which I thought that he and Sasha were going to get it on. Like, this yeah. was just not going to happen. And I think it's like he's doing the drugs and he's like, the, the babes are hanging all over him at the at Dietrich's house. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think he's never going to like abandon his family no. and like assume the life of Castor Troy. But <laughs> right. I think that's what happening. they wanted us to feel like might. Like, oh, oh, is he going to betray his, like, you know, is he going to break the vows? Like, because at least his wife, Eve, has the excuse of she doesn't know. Yes. Right? But he does. And so Absolutely. He yeah. does that it. That would be actual cheating. Right? right. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, he pushes her off of him. He pushes her <laughs> off of him. He's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. He's not leaving until Dietrich helps. Right? Uh, that's like, dude, man, let her cook. Like, <laughs> Just let Archer, it go, man. This is a prime opportunity right. to blow off some steam. Right. Like, you know, the rules like about like, oh, it's not cheating if you know, if you're in a different time zone. <laughs> I feel like if you're in a, you're if you're in a different body yeah. or if you're in, not in your own body or you're like, whatever, that's, that's not cheating. It's not dude. cheating. That's no, not, it's not cheating. cheating. It's, it's totally, totally different. It's <laughs> right. The, the not my body loophole. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was in someone else's body. <laughs> so anyway, Sasha conveniently reminds uh, Archer and us, the audience, that if the FBI finds him there, She's going to lose her son. Right. Which is a good point. But also, like, maybe you should leave this life. Right. Then, exactly. Like, you and your son are currently in a house filled with, like, criminals and drugs and guns. Like, Castor's not the only problem. Yeah, exactly. E- exactly. Like, I feel like, yeah, you you are in a loft with nothing but drug dealing drug doers. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe Castor Troy isn't your main problem right now. Anyway. Right. Archer confesses in the persona of Castor Troy. It's like, I acknowledge that I have done things that have made your life harder. Mm-hmm. And again, this goes back to the sort of some, the, the occasional brilliance of the script. Yeah. That you could read it both ways. Like you could read it as Castor. Uh, yeah, yeah, acknowledging yeah, yeah. It. it works both ways. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. But anyway, so <laughs> because this is a Hollywood movie at this point, Sasha's son walks in. Of course. We've and, heard about him before. We never saw him yet. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We we we've only heard ghosts of uh, go- shadows of ghosts of the sun. We he might not be real. We don't know. Yeah, sure. But now for certain he is real. And so as he sees the sun, he he says, "I'm not the same person that she remembers." <laughs> another line. That I'm like sorry. Another both. one of those sort yeah. of like yeah double meanings. And this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Because I feel like this is something that uh, uh, Nick Cage requested. Uh huh. Sasha goes, "Those are nice looking clothes." Or no, he goes, "Those are nice looking clothes," and she goes, "Of course they are. They're yours." <laughs> Which yeah. is like, I I want to believe that Nick Cage brings his own wardrobe. Oh, sure. To every movie that he's doing, his response then becomes, "Nice looking kid," and then her response is, "He should be. He's yours." At Ooh. which point Archer looks up. That the plot really thick. Yeah, now this is like next level. That was unexpected, I feel like, plot twist. It was. And it is like, but also by this point, almost two hours into the movie, we're at like 90 minutes now. So we've got a minute to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I'm like exhausted. I'll be honest with you. There are so many threads going on. There's a lot of plot in this movie. <laughs> so much plot. And now we've added yet another piece to it. Is this the one it. you didn't need? This was the one where like, okay, I didn't need this. It, I feel like it's part of the, like the symmetry of the whole yeah, thing or it whatever. Does. Like right. their lives are mirroring each other's exactly. lives. Exactly. But it is just like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> another this thing is like soap opera Yeah, exactly. For sure. It does. It sort of becomes Days of Our Lives face off. The but, idea is, that I guess, that even the real caster doesn't know that he's no, got a he, kid. No, that's the thing, right? Like, that, like actual caster Troy doesn't know that he has a son, yeah. right? So this is purely on an Archer side of things. So it works even if he's surprised as Archer. Like, yeah. it works because Caster would also be surprised. They're both surprised about this development, yeah. So he says this, and of course the natural response is to cut to the exterior again where there's a bunch of FBI agents preparing to raid this loft, right? Yep. So we set it up and then we cut back inside and she explains that no one knows that her son, Adam, by the way, his wife's name is Eve. Oh shit. Yeah, true. And this kid's name is Adam, which will be relevant later on. Okay. Yes. No one knows about Adam because she knew that if people knew that Adam was Castor's son, it would put him in danger, which is legit, right? Facts, yeah, yeah. So while Adam is playing... But then it's also like, yeah, but you're also raising him in a very dangerous (laughs) environment. (laughs) You're in, again, you're in a loft (laughs) with drug dealers who are using drugs. Yes. So, like, Guns are everywhere. Guns are everywhere, which literally happens immediately Uh because while Adam is playing with a toy gun, he also picks up one of the golden pistols that is our so signature to Pastor yeah, yeah. Troy's persona. And she grabs the gun out of his hand, but also, why are you just leaving guns, like actual guns, lying around <laughs> everywhere, right? <laughs> so, not surprisingly, because this kid looks exactly like Mikey. Yeah, there's a lot of resemblance. Yeah, Archer falls in love with him and does the well-established face wipe the, the patented archer face wipe <laughs> the patented archer face how you like that kid right <laughs> what the fuck like i imagine sasha like what are you doing why, why are you rubbing my that's kid's weird. face that's a really weird thing to do anyway it triggers a bunch of flashbacks <laughs> because of course it triggers flashbacks and then nick now Cage it's really awkward it's really fucking awkward because he grabs the kid uncomfortably and starts screaming Michael's name over and over. Michael, 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 Michael. 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 So is Sasha, he still high or is he like just, is he unstable? Has he always been unstable? I, I mean, it could be all of the above at is this he like point. unraveling from the face swap? Yeah. I mean, it could be that he's still coming down off the high. He's unraveling from the face swap. He's this Captain Ahab style character who's never gotten over the death of his son. It's probably all of the above. Yeah. Honestly. But anyway, so now is the perfect time for the FBI to make their move. And they shoot a tear gas canister into the loft, which Archer, I I mean, when I watched it, it almost seems like he detected this was happening before it happened. Yeah, even like before it came through the glass, it was almost like, get down! Get down! And then it busts through, right? Like the timing felt really weird. So anyway, tear gas goes everywhere. FBI team runs in and then just everybody, it's just guns shooting everywhere, which every direction. There's a clearly a child in the room (laughs) and they're just like spraying bullets indiscriminately. Right, exactly. So, and this, I love this. I just, I, this is just so perfect because you know, it's going to pay off. 
Archer grabs a pair of headphones that just conveniently happen to be wherever it is sure. that they all dove to and puts them on the kid. And for just one minute, you hear uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow playing. And then it, we cut away. Yeah. Right? By Olivia Newton-John. By Olivia Newton-John, in fact. Yes, yeah, exactly. Not a the, Travolta connection. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't do the Judy Garland version. That's no. just not as exciting. The kid loves show tunes. Apparently. apparently. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's what he listens to. I mean, look at that haircut that that kid is sporting. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the ultimate bowl cut. Anyway, everybody grabs guns and they get ready for a fight. And a guy repels through the skylight and Diedrich shoots him with his shotgun. And it's just this dramatic, like, swinging motion. Yes. Right? And now we're off to the races. So Archer scoops up Adams and or Adam is trying to is trying to get away with him, right? Caster, meanwhile, as or you know, as Archer is outside right, right, right. Yeah, with yeah. the FBI people, right? And I, it's it's like a video game. There's an infinite supply of FBI guys. They're just pouring in. Pouring in. It's a nonstop deluge of faceless guys in FBI armor pouring it, into this place. Like, Caster's other, like, the members of the squad were out there. Yeah, exactly. Where I feel like they would say, sir, there's women and children in there. <laughs> right, like, right, you can't just be spraying bullets in. Yeah, exactly. I feel like someone would have raised a red flag about archer's choices of infiltration like in this moment. i mean at the moment they started attacking no one was even armed no and no, they're exactly. just like spraying bullets in <laughs> ask questions later like just solve the problem first and then ask questions later but anyway so sasha at this point because it's gina Gershon, she's not a damsel in distress she grabs a gun from one of the fbi yeah kids and starts shooting everywhere <laughs> deirdre <laughs> I love this. This is like, he has so many fucking good lines in this. He movie. does. He has the best lines. He picks up. He like looks at his at loft. It's completely destroys and says, "Damn, my place is getting fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> because that is exactly what yeah. you should be oh, saying. Man. Yeah. My place is getting fucked up. But we cut to, we cut to Caster as Archer across the street. Laughing like as if he heard it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just the editor taking liberties. Yes, it is. Like, but, but, okay, but the audience a, is going to be laughing, yeah, so yeah. it's okay. It, it totally works, right? So Sasha is just indiscriminately firing bullets everywhere. Mm -hmm. Even though by this point, I feel like she's completely lost track of where her son is. So who knows what she's firing at? Yes. So um, Archer uh, smashes a guy in the face with his pistol because he's trying not to kill people. Like these are people right, he, he knows. He can't kill anyone. Right, exactly. That's the rule. So he can't kill cops. Yeah, exactly. So he is doing his best to avoid murdering people he knows. Anyway, Dietrich calls for Caster and says, hey, uh, give me Adam. And so he passes him like up the no questions asked no questions asked like, here just take this give kid. me the boy <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like all right if you say so so an FBI guy chases after Sasha Archer shoots him in the ass I think right in the ass like a non lethal shot right exactly and it's just like it has like straight up like bad boy vibes to it yeah oh <laughs> anyway Dietrich temporarily stashes Adam away in what I guess could be a safe spot and then just like resumes killing, right? Right. Yeah, and then yeah. here's where we get the payoff. Olivia Newton-John completely non-diegetically 
start singing somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> and we get like 30 seconds of absolute chaos while somewhere over the rainbow uh-huh. is playing in our ears and it is just one of the most john woo moments ever yes when i saw this shit in theaters i remember feeling like this part with the song lasted like forever forever going on and, and i remember on thinking like god on. i fucking hate this this yeah. is a weird choice yeah. and now rewatching it i'm like it's actually pretty quick it's like 10 seconds yeah. in the scheme of things but it's still it still feels really out of place <laughs> and weird but i think john woo said you know when he was like a little kid he was watching all the old musicals yeah, yeah. and that's like when he's like choreographing the action he thinks of it like these busby berkeley like oh, dance wow. numbers and stuff so he like sort of almost pictures it like it's like you know it's a big just a big musical like dance number that tracks like yeah completely. so he's like i gotta put some like old school tunes to that again like john woo i mean say what you want about him i mean his his style of action didn't age yeah where everything went but the man has a vision. Like, he's not just willy-nilly. Like, everything he does is very intentional. He's got a new flick out. Oh, he does? I think, well, it will be out by the time people are listening oh, to yeah, this, okay, I think. Okay. But the, it's a, it looks like a straight-up return to action with Joel Kinnaman. Oh, It's called my Silent God. Night, yes, the Christmas Silent Night. flick. That's right. Where, like... I think the dude has his like wife and kid killed, and he loses his ability to speak. That's right, and he's and then he huge. kills everybody. Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah, gotta yeah, check yeah. that out. Oh, I am so. That's right. I saw the preview for that. Going, oh, this is like oh, solid B movie. Yeah, like, so ready for this. Absolutely. And I love Joel Kinnaman. We'll take like, the dude, the bros out. Yeah, we got to do it. You got definitely a bros night. Yeah. yeah. And Joel Kinnaman's great. I love him. Like, yeah, I like he. He's good. He can sell the action shit. He's yeah. got a lot of charisma on screen and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was like great as Rick Flag. I mean, he might have been the best part of the first Suicide Squad. I movie. liked him in that. Um, it's, it's poor guy got cast in that awful RoboCop oh, reboot. Yeah, yeah, but you know, no one could do that. I mean, right? But I mean, like the first season of Altered Car- Carbon was. Yeah, no, I dig him. Anyway, I dig him. We're we're losing track. <laughs> we're drifting. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so so the FBI guys start dying and bad guys start dying. Everybody is slowly it's starting to wind down. But but before we can really call an end to this fight, Adam wanders onto this like grid of glass tiles that yeah. are lit from beneath. Yeah, right? and it's just like this really intentional lighting. It's not organic whatsoever. Yeah, and this dude Dietrich had some unique like design, really, yeah, stuff just going on. His interior designer was really avant garde. Well, we we talked about that a lot on Tango and Cash. Like, do these evil like people in their layers? <laughs> do they have like evil interior designers who come in and like build? Sir, I need a hall of mirrors <laughs> built in my in my uh, den or whatever. Like, I need a. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. No, we, we, I mean, you know, in the second episode, we talked about how I like Predator 2, how yeah. it wasn't like, it, you know, it didn't get its due. But when they were killing all of the the gang members, when the Predator was killing gang members yeah, in that yeah. loft, right? Yeah. Like, it was, again, it was like, the, who designed spaces like this other than villainous human beings? <laughs> yes. Villainous human beings just have very <laughs> specific tastes. Anyway, um, right before. Adam is murdered on these glass tiles. Right, some cop was about to just gun down just this child. murder him. I know. Archer saves his life. Thank God. Right? So he hands the kid back to Sasha. And then Dietrich's like, we need to get the hell out of here. Like, yeah. go out through the back door. So Sasha takes Adam. And they head to the back. But there's an FBI guy waiting there. Somehow. Like, we don't know. He just, yeah, he's yeah, just sure. there. I buy it. So... 
He reaches for the Adam reaches for the guy's gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is this is this great moment. She uses the opportunity where he's like, "What is this kid doing grabbing my gun?" and just fucking crushes his balls. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like, the most painful crotch kick I have ever seen. <laughs> just fucking nails him. Uh huh. Anyway. Doesn't she have like some sort of line? Yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't ever want to see you do that. <laughs> so <they're> like, <laughs> this is like straight up brilliant. Anyway, so back to Archer. He grabs one of the FBI guys, pulls off of his mask, and sees like it's Buzz, the guy from Desperate Housewives. Yeah, right, right. One of the main guys. Yeah, exactly. So Buzz is surprised that Castor hasn't immediately killed him. But he can't kill him again. So Archer just like bonks him in the head with a gun and then fires off to his right just in time for Dietrich to come by. Yeah, right, right. right. Anyway, um, so now um, Archer, or Caster as Archer, he's finally come into the loft, right? Right. It's they, like a video. It's a video. It's like the boss has arrived. Right, the now. boss. You've worked your way through all the minions and now it's time for the big bad at the end of the level. They see each other. But it's not clear because there's like there's this. It's a hall of mirrors. It's a, hall, it's a literal it's hall a of mirrors. It's a circle of mirrors. It's like a foyer in yeah. the shape of an octagon. And there's like a, a mirror at every edge of the octagon. Right? I feel like there's just this Dietrich's having some weird orgies in it this is, space. It is like, just like I don't know what is going on <laughs> in this loft. But it is yeah. everything that's happening here is illegal. Every surface is like got a, a residue of cocaine on it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, he actually aims at Sasha for some reason. Caster does. Caster does. Like Which the is weird, caster. right? Right, and it's just like... Like, is he going to kill Sasha? Right, or like, is he trying to draw Archer out? But why? Because... He's never actually going to shoot Sasha, I don't think. I don't think so. Because, like, they broke up and he let her live, right? So clearly... Well, well, what about the fact if he thinks that she just boned... Oh, that's maybe. fair. He would be that shallow. Because uh, right? Pollock's gave him the impression that, like, she was getting it on with Archer yeah. as Caster. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That, so if he thinks that, then he maybe... He might be the type of prick who's like, guy. she's cheating on me with me. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway... Even he, though we've been broken up for years. <laughs> right. I still but, own her. Yeah, but that but that actually, like, tracks for his character, no, no, Yeah, right? I think so. Anyway, it doesn't matter because Dietrich shows up and Caster ends up shooting him instead. Yeah, right? that was pretty cool. Like, was, right in the neck. Right in the neck. But Dietrich, who proves once again that he might actually be the coolest character in the movie. Yeah, I love him. Like, shows up completely suppressing the pain that he's in, the fact that he's about to die. And he says, okay, you need to get out of here. Gives her a really weird kiss right on the lips. Like a long kiss. A long kiss. Like, this isn't... They kissed, and then it cut to Archer watching. Yes. And then it cut back, and they were still kissing. They were still kissing. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We have very well established that they are siblings, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they some someone said or I read that it was like this was a Gina Gershon's and Cassavetti's idea to demonstrate how warped their relationship is. I'm like, oh. Or did Cassavetti's just like, I want to kiss Gina Gershon. I mean, what, if, what if we really kissed for a while? <laughs> what if what if you sucked my dick? <laughs> Wouldn't that be good for our characters? <laughs> Wouldn't that, wouldn't that explain how warped our characters are? <laughs> right. Anyway, it comes out of nowhere. I mean, it, it yeah, it's it's just odd. It's odd. It's an apparently like test audiences were like, this is really odd. <laughs> apparently, it was 
I, I, I think the writer said on the commentary that the act, it was the actor's idea. Yeah. That they really cut it a lot shorter than it actually was. The kiss they did, they like that. Maybe that's why the shot was inserted in oh, to make weird. it a little less creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's weird. But it actually makes it more creepy because they cut to. He's like looking like Looking them. at, yeah, Caster or, yeah, Archer looking at them. Anyway, so that ends. But Dietrich remains a cool character because then he turns to Archer and like was like we had some good times, didn't we? Like while blood is like gushing, that was pretty good gore word. effects, like yeah. a nice, uh, nice yeah. blood effect. It was good. It was really good. So Dietrich collapses in Archer's arms, and he's died, and so he's done. Anyway, <laughs> Archer grabs his gun, shoots a caster, and now it's like this weird Hall of Mirrors moment, right? Yeah. The writers on the commentary said originally, like they fled the loft and they like they. This part of the movie happened in a in a mirror factory because <laughs> mirror factories are a thing in in, La, in Los Angeles. Yeah, they're um, all over. And then they like that's too much. Like, what if we just made uh, the mirrors in his house? That I mean, and like, okay, it works way better here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in the like, I think it was in every single trailer for this movie. They're back to back against a mirror mm-hmm. on both sides of a pane. Right. Right. And so they have this kind of taunting conversation and Caster says to Archer, <laughs> which is a little bit weird. I don't know what I hate wearing less, your face or your body. Which is tough. That's which rough. Is, yeah. It's like, ooh, burn. Anyway, he follows it up by saying he enjoys <laughs> fucking Mrs. Archer, <laughs> but that they both like it the other way around and says, hey, why don't we switch back? It's almost like I'm trying to call a truce now. Yeah, like, exactly. Let's yeah. just get switched back and let's then just, we can keep fighting each right, other. We'll call the whole thing off. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to break into a musical number. Anyway, Archer says, like, I can never, you can never get back to me what you've taken from me. Right. And then Castro goes, oh, well, plan B, let's just kill each other, <laughs> which is fucking great. They yeah. both spin around and we get a Mexican standoff moment where they're looking at their own reflections, which is super on the nose, but also fucking awesome. Yeah, you had to have that. You had to have that moment. Anyway, it's a great moment. They fire the gun, slow motion, extreme close up on each of the barrel of the guns, the bullets coming out of the gun. Right. But they both dodge out of the way. So neither one of them gets hit. I feel like they definitely should not have been aiming at each other's faces. Right. Exactly. Like, you like, don't want to damage the face. Mass, right? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, don't wanna, like, you need that face undamaged. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even like, think about gotta, that. Yeah, aim for your yeah. Yeah, chest <laughs> for sure. Right, right. Go center mass so you can preserve the face. Right. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> neither one of them dies from the bullet wound. Thank God. So faces are intact. And Archer makes a run from it. Uh, from the guy who got his ear blown off earlier in the movie. Right, yeah, that dude pops right? up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With a fucking, like, something out of Predator, like the the big assault rifle with a grenade launcher oh, on it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's that's like, right. Like, just and it, the balls of flame everywhere going off. And so, yeah. So, it was a nice stunt. Like, he's running up with the flames right like, yeah. on his ass. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, going back to how good the stunts are in this movie, right? And I'm almost kind of glad that the stunt work, the stunt people look nothing like the actors because you get to see them do their job. Sure. Anyway, he somehow winds up on the, the roof of the building. Yeah, he escapes the roof somehow. Yeah, exactly. 
Pollock sees Archer up there and then follows him up, even though he's on the other building. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. It, the logistics of it are weird. Yeah, and I, I actually paused it and I was like trying to figure out what the the like what the motivation for Pollock's behavior. Yeah, he was. had not been on the roof of Dietrich's place, right? But now he seems to now be. he is, and then like, and then but there's conveniently like a cable connecting the two buildings, All right? right? Yeah, and then like Archer, <laughs> it happens. Like yeah, and he grabs a cable and he swings across. Grabs Pollux by his legs, like scissor grabs him, swings over, and then drops him through a skylight. It would have been so much easier for him just to kick just, him. Yeah, like, I know. Just, just give like, him a big old kick. I don't. Anyway, so Pollux falls through the skylight, and we're back in the mirror room again. Right. He drops right down at like Archer's feet. Or right at Caster's right feet. Right at Caster's feet. Actual Caster's feet. Right. Caster shoots at Archer, but Archer flees. And then Castor mourns Pollock's body. And this is where we come back to this, like, constantly prefacing things that pay off at the end because Castor takes a moment to tie Pollock's shoes yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like, he, I wondered for a second, was he contemplating killing himself? Because he's like, he's got the gun and he's like yeah, and he's pressing like, the gun to his own temple with his right, like finger on the crying. trigger. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, and I'm like, what's happening here? It's very, it's like so much pathos is going on. Yeah. Anyway, guy who had his, ear blown off shows up it's like what's wrong dude like who cares Pollock, who it's cares it's Pollux right exactly at which point Castor appropriately shoots him in the head in what in my opinion is like the most brutal kill of the whole movie that was a great effect it like, was right you don't see like many times like a squib on a dude's forehead yeah exactly and it's like the, and the, just the way he crumbles too mm -hmm. it's not it's not a Hollywood death. Like, he just crumbles and dies. John who doesn't, like, skimp on the, like, violence. No, and he also doesn't spare people either, right? Yeah. Like, and it goes back to the FBI agent in the beginning of the movie, the girl who, like... Oh, yeah, she just got, kissed, like, just, like, unceremoniously dropped out of the plane, like, right. splatting on the, on the tarmac. Yeah, exactly. So it's unclear how much time has passed after this scene, right? Yes. And... I Except they say, they almost say later that it's like the next day. And I'm like, I don't understand how this could be the next day. I mean, after everything that went down in this loft, it seems completely You're back at work. At a, yeah, everybody's, and it's just like, well, it's Monday, right? Yeah, like, right. This is what happens when you murder people in a loft on a Sunday. Anyway, the secretary is showing like Castor uh, in Archer's body. Like, right. hey, look, look, here's the cover of Time Magazine, Agent Archer, right? How cool is this? And like, which that's pretty quick turnaround on the magazine, right? Out. I know, like, like it's it's no wasting time, and <laughs> especially given in '97, and there's no digital printing or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I looked like Time was a published weekly, but even that, it's like they got that story together quick because he's only been on the scene like busting heads. I feel like within the last week, I know this exactly. is amazing. Like, quick it is, work, right? Exactly. But basically, like, she talks about, like, how awesome he is. He wiped out all the bad guys in the entire country in a single week of time. Yeah. And she's not wrong, actually. But Caster's in complete zombie mode, barely doesn't even notice her, and slams the door in her face as he walks into his office. Mm-hmm. But he's going to have two seconds to relax before... Stepdad from Fargo shows up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh right, this character's in this movie. I completely I forgot about, about this character, right? And so, anyway, after the previous night of murder in the uh, the loft, he says, "I'm shutting 
this whole thing down. He's like, we lost how many agents last oh, night? Oh like, my god, it is. <laughs> this is a disaster. We lost thirty people. The amount of money that we owe to the city from all of this destruction. Yeah. Anyway, so for no reason though, he starts having chest pain. Oh my chest hurts. Oh, I'm just like, stressed out by this all. I got. I, I mean, as agita. <laughs> it's like. What a weird time to start having chest oh, pain. Big telegraphing. So anyway, so Castor taunts him and says, like, oh, you're just jealous because I got all the credit. Uh-huh. He's doing the cage thing. He's like, is it because I'm getting all the kudos? Yeah. And you're not? <laughs> he goes back into his cage impersonation. Right. Anyway, uh, then the, the guy, the boss, finally catches on. Like, okay. And also, it's a little bit weird how you keep figuring all of this shit out yes. so quickly. That's like the right? most realistic thing that's happened yeah. so far in the movie. I feel like, like and he's like, Congress is asking questions like about your methods. Where are you getting this intel yeah, from? Exactly. Exactly. It was like, finally, someone is asking the legitimate questions. Yes. Here. And the boss, um, he keeps getting more and more short of breath. And like, is he having a heart attack right now? Or is like it's the, unclear to me. We can see the wheels turning in Castor's head, though. Is he like, starts looking yeah. up, is anybody watching? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's so convenient that all this is happening. But anyway, so he tells him he has a confession, and he leans into the boss's ear, and he goes, I am Castor <laughs> Troy. Oh, snap. Then karate chop, <laughs> William Shatner style, to the back of the neck, <laughs> and then an elbow to the chest. Mm -hmm. Boss man goes down, and then Castor murders him by suffocating him, just to end it. I feel like dude's definitely, if there's an autopsy, he's definitely going to have like some... Bruising, bruising on his neck and yeah, his there's chest and definitely all sorts of hematomas everywhere in his body but don't worry no one's going to do an autopsy yeah because Natural he calls causes. the ambulance and it's clearly a heart attack and everybody's fine right so yeah and this is my favorite part they established that there is a we cut back to archer's house now security everywhere there's security everywhere he's looking at the security cut to he's already in the house he like, just broad daylight. <laughs> it's in broad daylight. He's just like they're not watching the back door. Though. <laughs> right, there's cops walking. What the and there's fuck? one cop in particular who we see multiple times who is clearly terrible at his job. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he makes it into the house. He's wounded, but then he walks into his bedroom and he says something along the lines of like, "I'm home." He just says, or, "Home." It's <laughs> <That's> so weird. <laughs> weird man <laughs> it is but then we hear the shower running in the bathroom and he immediately because this is what you do he starts rooting through his wife's purse that was weird to me like did you know i mean i didn't understand why he was doing that the only thing i could think of is maybe he's looking for some money maybe but like to take but it was weird it was it was, it was a weird move and i feel like they just didn't know why he was in the bedroom it's like i don't know do something look through the do purse. something yeah exactly anything so she comes out and she's toweling off her hair and she doesn't know him immediately and he's like eve <laughs> so weird dude it's like yeah you didn't i don't know if you thought this through i don't know it's like you needed to like make go easy on her like the mm -hmm. last time you called her hospital she freaked out and now you're here in person she sees Castor Troy, and then, of course, she freaks out. He grabs her, tells her, like, puts his hand over her uh, mouth. Don't uh, look at me. It, it, <laughs> don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Which is great. Tells her not to scream, and then says, no, 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 it's me. Um, but she turns around and says, I know that you killed my son. Like, she is convinced that this is Castor Troy. There's, like, raised voices. Yeah. And shrieking, and, like, Wait. the security is not, like, 
alerted. And they by even any like of this. at various points cut downstairs to see the security guys through the kitchen. Through the kitchen. <laughs> like, what is going what on? What are you doing? You guys suck at this. Right. So he finally tells her not to look at his face, not to listen to his voice. Yeah, it's but that in fact, I am your husband. This is some heavy lifting <laughs> to put on any actor. To, you got to sell this. So so he's like, no, 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 I am your husband. He recalls like the last conversation they had and then admits that he went and slept in Mikey's bed after the fight, which right. is... Which I think makes her stop a little bit and be like, well, this guy knows something. Yeah, but also it's super creepy that like you get into a fight and your move is to go sleep in your dead son's bed. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Well, th- <laughs> there's a whole other, lot of other stuff going on here, but let's fine. Let's continue moving forward. But yeah, the, that information causes her to pause. She sits down in the chair. Then he sits down on the bed and like checks on his wound and goes, I'm so tired. I'm tired. I'm so <laughs> tired. Like, yeah, okay. He like he grabbed us like a satin robe or a yeah, nightgown like, or something. He's like wiping the blood <laughs> up, like with the, like that's a weird choice. Right. Silk is not that observant. No, right? that's you're not, not gonna, you're do, not gonna that, do anything. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Seeing that, like, where why did you go with the negligee? Yeah, you <laughs> suck, dude. No wonder she hates you. Yeah, exactly. You ruined like do you have any idea how expensive that was? Yeah. Uh anyway. He finally reveals what he should have revealed 20 minutes into the movie that he swapped faces with Castro right. Troy. Then Castro woke up and blah, 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 blah. And everything and everything went pear-shaped. He grabs <laughs> a freaking picture of Mikey and then immediately <laughs> like does the weird face wipe on the frame and then punches the frame <laughs> shattering the glass it was like he caught the reflection of his face in the frame or is something. that what happened <laughs> okay i mean maybe that uh, yeah. is what happened no, anyway. it was but it was still like and then but there was like so now we got breaking glass and like eve is sort of like ha ah, ah, and the security's like mm-hmm. well that was weird oh well she must be watching tv yeah I don't sure know. anyway it doesn't raise any alarms he grabs the f- picture from the frame and then puts it in his jacket pocket and my first thought is like, well, that's not the last time we've seen that photo. For sure. Anyway. But now we get down to like the actual important part of it. Yes. And so now we get to the important part is, it says, look, I know you don't believe me right now, but here is immutable facts. Castor Troy's, my blood type, your husband's blood type is O negative. Castor Troy's blood type is AB positive, right? Like go get his blood, take it to the hospital, verify that it, the blood type is what I say it yeah. is, and then you'll know for sure. Anyway, so Archer gives her the weirdest hug you've ever seen, says, I love you, and then fucking hits the road. <laughs> Sneaks back out on scene, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Again, the worst security guards <laughs> in the history of the world. This, like, wounded man. <laughs> Sneaks in. Yeah. There's screaming. How is there not someone shattering. at every door? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, like, the one cop. Who we yeah. see multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so so I think that that is good for this episode. Yes, <laughs> that's we, a this lot. Is, this is a lot. Like it, this movie is so dense with plot lines. I feel like that was the biggest densest chunk of it the was. plot of the movie. And I remember when I was watching it yesterday, like taking all my notes down, going like, "Man, this is really going on for a long time." This is right? A long motherfucker. A lot of movies are over by now. By this point, right? And then like we're we're only halfway through Act Three. Yeah, we got the big, but now the 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 action is starting to pick up. Exactly, it's gonna just be a furious like race to the finish. It is. It really does become a race to the finish. Yeah. So yeah. 
But yeah, but that'll have to wait for another episode. Absolutely. <laughs> My dear <laughs> listeners, <laughs> please come back for the exciting conclusion uh, and we'll be back. We will be. We will be.